You're listening to the Worship Unlimited Ministries podcast. This week's devotional was written and recorded by Pastor Peter Norris. I've entitled this devotional Freedom Day. The 19th of July 2021 will be marked in England as a day when most restrictions due to COVID-19 were lifted. We can debate what it all means. We can look back through history at all kinds of freedom days, from freedom gained through the end of a war, freedom from slavery, freedom from racism. We will see on reflection that all the so-called freedom never meant total freedom. I want to major in on one day in history when all could have a total freedom day. Freedom not from any of the above, but freedom from sin and have peace with God. So how can this freedom become a reality? A. By looking at why such a freedom day is required. B. What does such a freedom day mean? And C. How do I live in the freedom of God? To answer the above, we look at John chapter 3. Nicodemus meets Jesus. Nicodemus was in the time of Jesus a teacher of the Jewish law where it taught that peace with God was obtained by keeping the laws of God. However, no man or woman can truthfully say they have kept all those laws. So by God's standards we are guilty and therefore at enmity with God. So to be at peace with God we need to find a solution. It is searching for this truth that Nicodemus comes to Jesus. John chapter 3 verses 1 and 2 Now there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a member of the Jewish ruling council. He came to Jesus at night and said, Rabbi or Master, we know you are a teacher who has come from God, for no one can perform the miraculous signs you are doing if God is not with him. Nicodemus sees that Jesus has come from God and could not do what he did without God being with him. What's Nicodemus thinking? I know the law of God but am unable to keep it however hard I try. Was he sensing that a change needed to take place in his life to find freedom in God that did not rely on self-effort? Verses 3-4 to In reply, Jesus declared, I tell you the truth, no one can see the kingdom of God unless he is born again. How can a man be born again when he is old? Nicodemus asked. Surely he cannot enter a second time into his mother's womb to be born. Jesus replies, you must be born again. If you are to see the kingdom of God, Jesus was saying, you know that the law, but unless you have a supernatural change of heart, you will never know the forgiveness of sins and peace with God. Maybe sarcastically, Nicodemus retorts, surely a man cannot re-enter his mother's womb and be born again. Was he missing the point that the law is to show the error of our ways and that we need to find a new life in God? Verses 5 to 6, Jesus answered, I tell you the truth, no one can enter the kingdom of God unless he is born of water and of the spirit. Flesh gives birth to flesh, but spirit gives birth to spirit. Here Jesus unpacks this concept saying, I'm not speaking of human birth, but spiritual birth. Jesus is saying, Nicodemus, you must be changed supernaturally. Since the resurrection of Jesus, we would put it this way to someone. If you are unable to keep God's laws, which clearly by our own admission, we have broken several of them. On judgment day, we will be declared guilty and our punishment would be separation from God. The only way we could be set free would be if someone paid the penalty for our sin. 
And Jesus has done that, just that, by dying in our place, thus paying the price, and in rising from the dead, opens up the way to eternal life and peace with God. Verses 7 to 10. You should not be surprised by saying you must be born again. The wind blows where it pleases. You hear its sound, but you cannot tell where it comes from or where it is going. So it is with everyone born of the Spirit. How can this be? Nicodemus asked. You are teachers of Israel, Jesus said, and you do not understand these things. Jesus is saying to Nicodemus, Why are you so surprised at my teaching? If you knew the law and the prophets, indeed the whole of the Old Testament, you would know God would send his Son to redeem mankind. Here's a challenge to us. Do we know the Old Testament well enough to preach the gospel from it? Jesus goes on, relationship with God is a supernatural one. Why do you not understand this? Again, Nicodemus inquires, how can this be? The reality is here for Nicodemus and for ourselves. In seeing that we are guilty in God's sight, are we willing to accept that we will only find forgiveness of sin and peace with God through Jesus? John chapter 3 verses 11 to 18. Jesus goes on, I tell you the truth. We speak of what we know and we testify to what we have seen, but still people do not accept our testimony. I have spoken to you of earthly things and you do not believe. How then will you believe if I speak of heavenly things? No one has ever gone to heaven except the one who came down from heaven, the Son of Man. Let us take stock for a moment. Jesus, it seems, expected Nicodemus to know the word of God from his knowledge of the Old Testament, namely that the word of God convicts us of our guilt and that we need to be redeemed from judgment to come. Let us peep a little bit into verse 14 of John chapter 3, referring to the Israelites in the desert who had sinned. Poisonous snakes in the sand were biting them and killing them, so they cried out to God, Save us! God told Moses to lift up a graven snake on a pole, and whoever looked on it would live. So let's read those verses from 14 to 17. Just as Moses lifted up the snake in the desert, so the Son of Man must be lifted up that everyone who believes in him may have eternal love. For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Verse 18 goes on to say, Whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe stands condemned already, because he has not believed in the name of God's one and only Son. So here are the crunch verses. When we are convicted of our sin by the word of God, we have a choice. As Jesus draws a comparison, the Israelites that looked up to the uplifted snake and cried for mercy were saved. So as the sinner who cries out to Jesus for mercy by seeing him crucified on the cross and looks to him will be saved and have eternal life. In verses 16 to 18, we have a wonderful promise but a stark warning. God sent his son to be crucified and those who believe on his name will have eternal life. However, if we disregard the offer, we are, yes, condemned to hell. I truly hope as you have read or listened to this as a recording, you will be assured of your everlasting freedom day, having allowed yourself to be convicted by God's word that you are guilty and have found your salvation in Christ. Trusting that this is the case, Let us seek to offer others their freedom in Christ by showing that they have broken God's laws and are guilty in his sight. 
but it can, can accept God's way out through Christ and have their own Freedom Day. Thank you for listening. For more information, please go to www.worshipunlimitedministries.org. If you'd like to get in touch or give feedback, you can email worshipunlimited1 at gmail.com. And we'll be back with another devotional next week. God bless you all.